Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I am Mitchell Kaminsky. Alongside me, Marshall Macaluso. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get right into it because we got a lot to talk about and not a whole lot of time. NBA playoffs underway. They have been fantastic. I best, think it's the best playoffs I've seen in recent recent years. Could not agree more. Usually the first round you get a bunch of duds. Like you got the Raptors and yeah, like, you know, uh, it's like, oh, wow, they're playing the Magic. I guess they're going to get swept out of the playoffs by LeBron. But like, the field is deep. Even the uh, the one, so let's go, we'll go first round, our first impressions, and then we'll uh, predict the second round from what we saw. Um, so just going down the bracket, Bucks Magic, uh, Bucks made short work of the Magic. Nothing really to talk about yep. there. Pacers Heat, uh, we're going to skip that one because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a Marshall accuracy tracker. Yeah. So obviously I picked the Bucks since the Magic, you know, everyone with a brain would. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Pacers Heat... I said the Heat are very deep. I said TJ Warren is not going to do crap once the playoffs start. That was an anomaly. Ding, ding, ding. Heat sweep, 4-0. It was not particularly close. I also said the Heat would win three games. Oh, he said the Pacers would win. And we all know what happened. Bring out the brooms, baby. Yeah, that was a little embarrassing. I got ahead of myself just looking at the regular season matchups. The Pacers played them pretty good, but uh, Sabonis not being out yeah, hurt Sabonis a lot more than I thought. Yeah, Sabonis not being out hurt. They had no uh, guard depth. And I don't all. say this very often. Marshall hit this one right in the head. Because he even <laughs> said for the sleeper teams, hey, watch out for the Heat. The Bucks defense hasn't been too good. And lo and behold, in the second round series, they're up 3-0 right now. Yeah, yeah. And it looks bad. And before we go down the rest of the because we're on the topic right now, yeah. I want to talk about the Bucks. Mike Budenholzer, oh, yeah. this man should be, I, I'm not one to call for a coach's head. I think, you know, the 76ers, they fired their head coach. Why? That's not his fault. He didn't make the roster. Yeah, like, the, everyone's getting down. injured. Yeah, it's like... And, like, usually, so I'm not for the coaches getting fired. Budenholzer's been horrible. Like, objectively terrible. Like, usually the stars impact the game, which they still somewhat do. But when you're not putting your star players in the best position to win... He should be indicted. The city of Milwaukee should sue him because Giannis is going to leave after they get swept, and then they're going to go all their income. All the Milwaukee bars and restaurants are going to be floundering because yep. there's not going to be any star power. And let me explain why. Fourth quarter of that game, Giannis only played 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. For some reason, Chris Middleton only played nine minutes. Who are their two best players, Marshall, on the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, I'm going to go with Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo. You would be correct. So you would think, and I must win, game three when you're down 2-0, that you would want them playing as much as possible. And I get he wasn't shooting very well. He only had 20 points. But, like, he's still your best player. You want Giannis on the floor as much as possible. The game before that, when they lost on somewhat of a ticky-tack call, but it evened out because the call I think they got was also Yeah, it was makeup, makeup. Yeah, yeah. He only played 35 minutes. The what star player? You only playing thirty five minutes? Come on! Yeah, what I mean, you, you look at the box score. Giannis played thirty five. Chris Middleton played thirty six minutes, and Brooke Lopez played thirty eight. Like, and look, I know a lot of people want to trash on Giannis, and I kind of, I agree a little bit. When you have a double, uh, he's probably gonna win back to back MVPs. Yeah. And defensive player of the year. When you have a back to back MVP, defensive player of the year, and everyone's like, who's gonna be the guy in the fourth quarter? That's a bad sign. That's a bad sign because you gotta have your ultra superstar take over the game and they didn't see it happen and then you know like you can go back and forth is Giannis you know uh, people putting his stock too high obviously he's the MVP I'm not disputing that but in a playoff race you gotta have a guy making shots but then the, the coach not playing 35 minutes I mean it's a crap show and I like I said the Heat are deep the Heat are the Raptors with their depth but they have an alpha in Jimmy Butler I mean you got Duncan Robinson Tyler Harrow Bam Adebayo Kendrick Nunn I mean you got Andre Iguodala Jay Crowder. I mean, this team is deep. You got Derek Jones Jr. He's like the seventh guy off the bench. Yeah. This team is like the you know epitome of epitome of depth. 
and they got the Alpha and Jimmy Butler who can lead him. And the thing is, is in game one, he had like 30-some points. He was a stud in the fourth corner. He was the alpha male. Game two and three, I mean, game two, he scored what, like 10, 12, 13 points? Yeah. They didn't need him to score that much. They still won off that little gimme call, but 3-0 is 3-0, baby. Yeah. No, I... I, I agree, and you know Jimmy Butler is the best player on that team. You would think you'd want the Defensive Player of the Year guarding Jimmy Butler oh, at oh, least yeah, yeah. in the fourth quarter, yeah. which they adjusted in Game Three. But like the first two games, Giannis should be guarding him. There's no reason to have Chris Middleton or George Hill or whoever they're throwing up. Like Giannis should be guarding Jimmy Butler in crunch time. Yeah, Defensive Player of the Year, step up. And now they're about to, but I don't know. Maybe they'll win a game. I, they're, they're gonna. It's embarrassing though. Yeah, this is and, embarrassing. And loss. his his res- his response to that question, you know, like why aren't you guarding him? Well, I do what my coach tells you. Bro, play, I mean, I'm, I'm no basketball expert, but when you watch the playoffs, I mean, you watch the playoffs, I was just seeing um, the replay of Kobe Bryant hitting that shot over the Suns. And it's like, in the playoffs, it's just mano a mano. Yeah. You, put your, you get the ball in the best player's hands, and he's got to make a shot. See, with LeBron, Michael Jordan, like all these greats, get the ball to your guy. You see, with Chris Paul, for goodness sake. And when it comes down to it, X's nose out the window, man. It's you got to get a bucket or you got to stop the other guy from getting a bucket. I don't want to see, you know, George Hill switching on to Jimmy Butler yeah. in crunch time. Yeah, and it's a player's league, so you got to be taking charge and say, like, hey, I want to guard him. And yeah. it's weird that going back to Bootenholzer, it's almost like he defiantly took him out. Like, you could see the team, they were up by 12, and then they were going on this large skid. He had clawing their way back in the fourth quarter, and he, like, defiantly takes him out, like, two minutes into the fourth. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You want your best player out there when your team's reeling. They didn't make a bucket in the last four minutes and 41 seconds of that game. That's embarrassing. I will say, too, going to the Heat's depth, Andre Iguodala was a nice pickup because now you've got a veteran who's been through before. He knows how to win. Uh, That that helps. I do like your Heat pick is looking very good. Oh, yeah. Um, Celtics 76ers. That was another embarrassing one. That's the first time. The Celtics and the 76ers have a long history of playing each other in the playoffs, going back to some wars in the uh, 80s and uh, early 90s. Uh, This is the first time the Celtics have ever swept the 76ers. And... Uh, you know, they kind of went down with a whimper. Uh, and now the Celtics are up 2-1 to one against the Raptors, who beat the Nets. Uh, they, they swept the Nets yeah. out of the playoffs. Um, a quick note on the 76ers. I honestly, I, I kind of liked them going into the playoffs, but obviously Ben Simmons going down, that hurt. I mean, it, a lot of questionable moves. I mean, you look at the Bucks and their offseason. They're letting Malcolm Brogdon go and keeping Eric Bledsoe, major blunder. You want to look at the 76ers? Let me, letting Jimmy Butler go? Giving a max or a big time contract to um, Tobias Harris, yeah. signing Al Horford when you already have a bunch of bigs. I mean, there's a lot of head scratching moves, and everyone's like, I mean, they still draw on B. I guess they're still good, but it shows in the playoffs so they get swept 4 0. Wasn't even close. I mean, even with your star player going out, you'd hope to win a single game. Uh, you would think they should. You know? if, if Joel Embiid's an elite player, and he's going to call himself an elite player, you got to win at least a game. Yeah, series. and so that, that that team, see, look for that team to get potentially blown no, up. they're getting blown up. You Tobias know? Harris got way overpaid. That's a genius. That, that's, that's yeah, right yeah, that, yeah, and, that's, and they can't do anything about X's nose there with um, their coach who just got fired, blanking on his name. Uh, Brown. Brown. Mm-hmm. I don't we don't even know. He's sick. Anyway, yeah. Brett Brown. Brett Brown. Brett Brown, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, going to the Celtics Raptors. I mean, I think the Raptors got a tad bit, dare I say, lucky in that game three. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know what? They they staved off the three zero. So uh, good for them. Um, I'm still picking with the Celtics because I think the Raptors, like they're super deep. 
championship caliber, but Pascal Siakam in the regular season was looking like their leader, and he hasn't shot 50% yet. Yeah, I see, I never looked at Pascal Siakam as like a star player either. I always thought he was just a very good yeah. B guy. And like, they, they play team ball, the, these Raptors, and the, I will admit, they did get a little lucky. Jason Tatum played like garbage that third game from Jason Tatum standards yeah. that is um and they still barely won so for the Celtics you got to be feeling pretty good about yourselves uh it was a nice you know one touch pass uh from Lowry and they ended up hitting that buzzer beater but uh you know I picked the Raptors ahead of this uh I, I, we, we had both these games right I said the Raptors are gonna win just because of the championship experience but you know the Celtics look really good right now I'm not feeling too comfortable with that pick but I am confident I think the winner of this series I think is gonna go to the final yeah I think the the the, the whoever the, it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Heat Celtics and that's that I think that's a toss-up I mean both got both teams have guys that can drop 20 on a whim but they, yep. you don't really expect that. I mean, Tyler Harrow, you know, all these guys, Duncan Robinson. Um, but it's going to be very entertaining. Heat, Celtics, it's going to be fun. Raptors, I, I'm not going to lie. I like the Raptors. I respect them. Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, a bunch of Warriors. They deserve a little more credit for that that um, uh, championship last year. Yeah. But I hate watching them play. I hate watching them play. It's just not not a fun basketball style for me. You know, maybe yeah, someone... I, yeah, I feel that. See, I'm just not as high on the Heat. That's why I think the winner of the East are going to win. But I, I will fair. say that the, they have been playing well, so it should be a very interesting series, whoever comes out of this one. Raptors could use a, a win, though, this next one. They go yeah. down 3-1. That's going to be tough, especially the way they just squeaked out Game 3. So, yeah. not feeling too confident, but I picked the Raptors ahead of the series, so I'm going to stick to my guns. Maybe I'm going to say they're going to pull it out. All right. Heading to the Western Conference, really quick. We got Lakers, Trailblazers. That one went to five. Kind of a gentleman sweep there. Yeah, Dame went out and it was kind of. You Once see Dame left, that that kind of yeah. yeah. I will say it was fun seeing Melo turn back the clock. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. And I, I respect him. You know, hats off to Melo for really turning his career around and maybe see what he can do next year. You know, mm-hmm. um, Rockets Thunder Oof. best ga- best series of that was so far. Oh, that was a great series. Get Game Seven had a little bit of everything. Yeah, Just near the end. Missed free throws, some big shots. And you know what? We talk trash about James Harden's defense. Uh, and, you know, I think he's trying to silence the critics there. I still am going to talk trash about his defense. But <laughs> I will say, he had a bad shooting night. But for the least star player and the leader of the team, he's like, all right, I'm not doing it on the offensive end. I'm going to step up on the defensive yeah, end. He had a block late in the game. And then he had another block against Lou Dort. He had two blocks down the stretch yeah, that were yeah. pretty big. I think he blocked Chris Ball and then Lou Dort. And then had the heads-up play to, to dodge jump, it yeah, jump at the way. end. Like a middle, middle school dodgeball. Yeah. Yeah, props to uh, James Harden and the Rockets. They are deep. They can shoot. They're going to give the Lakers a hard time, I think. Yeah. Uh, they won game one, obviously, there. For the Thunder, I just will say this. I think Chris Paul. Hats so, off. That, that was Hats so impressive. Off. Like, that man, if you watch him play, that's what a point guard should look like. You're mm-hmm. watching one of the best point guards in the NBA uh, playing at a high level. Yeah. He had an Instagram post where he kind of was, like, saying goodbye to the Thunder, it looked like. That might be his last year there. But, man, that was a fun. Because they had not a whole lot of people. Like, the Rockets, top to bottom. Are a much better team than the yeah. Thunder. The Thunder probably shouldn't have even been in the playoffs on paper. Uh, just to watch it, the way he, the, the floor general, the, the awareness, yeah. uh, that's everything that I would want in my point guard. Just competitive edge. He gets under people's skin. He can shoot. Uh, he had a triple double that finals game, uh, that final game seven. Uh, so hats off to that. That was a great series. Uh, they, they treated us to some really good basketball throughout. Um, I think they got aided by the fact that uh, Westbrook was uh, injured for the first couple games. Yeah. But a uh, phenomenal series. Hats off to Chris Paul. Yeah, no, that was, that was, that, that's going to be another notch in the belt. Even though, like, I mean, they, they, they took it to seven, and honestly, people probably forget about it, but 
Real basketball analyst will remember this season as another notch in Chris Paul's Hall of Fame oh, yeah. career. Um, move it, we can go to the Lakers Rockets. That yeah. game one yeah. was yesterday because we're shooting we're shooting on uh, the Saturday right now. Um, impressive by the Rockets. LeBron zero points in the fourth quarter, but I will say like. No matter who wins this series, I still think the Lakers have the edge. I'm still picking them. But the Rockets, their defensive efficiency is really high. I think it's the highest in the bubble right now. And like you, kind of like the Heat, you got you got Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker. I and mean, P.J. Tucker's playing center against Anthony Davis. He got like 10, 11 boards last mm-hmm. night. They're deep. And the Rockets of the past had their role players were Terrible. I mean, you go back to that 27 just, mid, straight yeah, missed threes. Set in the corner and then uh, yeah, hit I mean, a three when we need bricking it and stuff like that. But, I mean, you got Robert Cummings. I mean, Jeff Green on a veteran minimum contract playing well. I give a hat off to to D'Antoni if he can win this series. It'll be impressive. And I think, honestly, for the Rockets, this means so much to them. I think they know, look, we got past a tough Thunder team. And, I mean, James Harden, playoff choker. Russell Westbrook, finally made out of the first series or first round since 2016. They know that for their legacy, a lot is on the line here, and they're playing like it. Lakers need a wake-up call, man. Yeah. Anthony Davis and LeBron, I, I totally, I'm still picking the Lakers, mm-hmm. I think, to edge this one out, but if they're going to do it, they're going to have to get ready to play some ball. That's my bold take of the podcast. I, I think the Lakers, they lost game one to the Trout Blazers, too. Uh, I think they were off a couple games. They had a long layoff in between these two. The Rockets are still kind of in competitive mode after that Game 7. I think the Lakers are going to win in a gentleman's sweep. They're going to win the next four. They're winning in five games. Amen. They might be close, but I don't think there's any way, because you're talking about legacy, LeBron's got his legacy to worry about, too. Because Jordan, yeah. all of a sudden, everyone's like, hey, you know what? We forgot how good Jordan was. And LeBron's like, hey, yo, I was making my goat case. So if he gets knocked out in the second round, that's not going to help the cause when the last dance is in the back of everyone's mind. He's a competitive guy. They'll make the proper adjustments. And like you said, P.J. Tucker is guarding Anthony Davis. Like, that cannot... Anthony Davis has got to take it to the rack more. they got to post him up. These two, yeah. too many none spot of jumpers. None of these, yeah, none of these jumpers. No, no one on that team can guard him. So act like and start feeding him. And LeBron's got to take over more in the fourth. He's too much of this, oh, I'm just going to dish it out. Like, you got to attack, man. You're afraid, train. Go to the basket. Don't be afraid to go to the line. I think they're going to make the proper adjustments. I think they're going to win the next four. Yeah. They're winning five. I will say, though, Houston's no trailblazers. And, uh, you know, the Lakers, I, I think it's hard because when you look at it, you got two studs on each team. Obviously, the Lakers have the two bigger yeah. of the studs. But then you got the rest of the roster filled out. The Lakers are in a point where LeBron AD, like, they got to they gotta help out their guys because that roster mm-hmm. is not looking too hot. Yeah, Kuzma's so, been streaky. He's been very, very inconsistent uh, throughout the playoffs. Uh, so, that you know, that's another one to watch. Well, that was one of the best series I think we saw. We... I like the the Houston uh, series was good with the Thunder. This is probably, if not the best, the second best. Another Game 7, Nuggets Jazz. And Donovan Mitchell and uh, Murray put on a show that series. Uh, both over had 50-point games in the same game. They're putting on a war. And then in Game 7, you thought, okay, they're going to show down again for Game 7. It all of a sudden became a 90-style basketball game. And the centers took over. Jokic had a huge game. And then Rudy Gobert also had 18, 17, and like 9 or 10. 9 or 10. It was like a ridiculous line. Uh, that was a phenomenal series to watch. That Game 7 was fun, too, because a lot of defense, low-scoring affair with centers. Kind of reminds you of the 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah, respect to both these teams. I picked the Nuggets as my sleeper team, and it looked good when they beat the Jazz, but they are getting swept. By the Clippers, they, they just uh, went to a war, especially being down three-one to claw your way back. And yeah. how tiring that was, and like I think the Clip, I agree. I think ne- the Clippers are gonna smoke. Need him. more on Nikola Jokic, man. Yeah, he's a very good basketball player, great facilitator. He can score like it's no one's business with that weirdo uh, fadeaway jumper. But 
Um, I just think they're uh, they're getting outclassed in this one. I agree. I was signed up with Donovan Mitchell, and I kind of felt bad for him because he literally laid it all out on the floor, and everyone's like, oh, he might leave after this. He just signed an extension. I think he's trying to build the team around there. So good for him. I think they, if they had a couple more pieces around him, that they, he can play, man. Both yeah. those guys can play. I will say, I think Donovan Mitchell, I think he needs to be number two. I don't think either. I don't think the Jazz are going to win anything if he's their main guy. He's still so young, though. He's very young. He's very young, but he did not like the box score. Will tell you if you look at that and you watch that game. He did not play particularly well in that game seven. I mean, no. I mean, like you said, it was eighty to seventy-eight. So no one was really putting up big time numbers. A lot of defense, but dude had like seven turnovers. He kind of gaffed the last, you know, the last chance. He was trying to do too much. He, He to me, he looks like he's a young Russell Westbrook in the style of play. And I think Russell Westbrook, you can see it with the Rockets. He's not, he is having turnovers. And that, that was struggling for him, Russ, against the Thunder. But he's got to kind of like rein it in a little bit. Yeah. Being a little too wild, going to the rack too early and trying to dish out these crazy passes and, you know, giving it away. Got to rein it in, be composed. And you saw Russell Westbrook in that three over Anthony Davis. But yeah, Donovan Mitchell, I, I still like him. Still very young. I'm not saying he's like a boss or anything. But I think he needs like an alpha. He needs another guy two. there. I don't think he need. I don't think he's ever gonna be a number two in his career. I think he's he's got the talent to be number one. Yeah. He definitely needs another. He needs a co-star. He yeah, needs a co-star. A one A anymore. Man. He needs like a one A like Harden with Westbrook. Yeah. Finally, Clippers Mavs. Another interesting series. Luka Doncic put the world on notice playing with a hurt ankle. He had a couple buzzer beaters. Uh, respect to him. Uh, the question from this series though is Montrez Harold the dirty player. Or did Luca have it coming to him? Oh, Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris, not Montrezl. Marcus Morris. I apologize, Montrez Harrell. You the sixth six man, man of the year. Uh, didn't um, mean to throw you in as a goon. But yeah, uh, Marcus Morris. Is he he's dirty always player? been a dirty player. You think so? I mean, you look at the Knicks. He bashed the ball against. I mean, like, if he was making a case for him not being a dirty player, he wasn't doing a good job. Because I think Luca got under these guys' skin, and I think yes. you, you saw. I think the Clippers, because you know, with the with the obviously, I think the Mavericks are better than the Blazers. But the Lakers lost Game One, and they say, "Look, we're the better team. We're just going to go out and hoop." LeBron's hitting threes and mean mugging them. They're not talking trash. They're saying we are the dominant team. We're going to dominate you. The the Mavs got under the Clippers' skin when they tied it two two on that buzzer beater, and Luca was saying, "Hey, I'm dropping 43. Look at me. I'm the guy right now." Obviously, Kawhi doesn't talk to anyone, even his own teammates. So that doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> Paul George is playing like crap. The Clippers knew. Oh my goodness, we're letting this stinky seven seed without Kristaps Porzingis tie the series on us. It's all of a sudden they're they're putting. I think it was a little bush league stuff. I mean, they're definitely obviously like you see it with a lot of stars. They get like hit a lot, especially yeah. when they're going to the ten a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're t- they're taking hits. You've seen it from the eighties, nineties, two thousands, and now. But I think it was a little extra, and I think the Clippers like. They did their trying to be dominant by like kind of scuff him up, which like, dude, it's a seven seed. You gotta oh, give your hat. Him, yeah. yeah, you gotta give your hats off to the guy. They're definitely. I mean, they got Seth Curry as their second best player when Kristaps went out. Like, obviously, you're gonna win. Yeah. And they showed it because Paul George stopped playing like garbage and he was yeah. scoring thirty five. Yeah. And you couldn't expect him to shoot twenty five percent the rest exactly. of the series. Exactly. I will say in Marcus Morris's defense here, and there's not often I agree with Skip Bayless, but I do think that like Kristaps like. On the outside, he looks like, oh, I'm this young kid. This is, you know, and they say he's like, he's been playing in Europe for a while. He's crafty. He knows how to get to the hole. He knows how to draw fouls. He knows how to work officials. I think he does whine a lot, which gets under a lot of people's skin, like you're saying. Players know that he's like drawing contact, kind of like James Harden's really good at. When he goes in, he knows how to draw contact yeah. and get to the line. And they're like, oh, we are sick of him. He just showed us up after that buzzer beater. We're, we're clocking him. We're not letting yeah. him beat us. So, should he have done it? No. But like, it's playoffs, physical, gamesmanship. I can see why he did it. Yeah. Um, but it, the Clippers, I agree. Clippers, I think it's going to be Clippers-Lakers, which they said for the start. 
uh, in that conference final, and it'll be interesting. We'll go yeah. read my name there. Finally, last big news of the week. We talked about Messi in the last song. We're like, hey, could he eventually wind up in the MLS after he goes to uh, Bayern Munich, like I predicted? <laughs> well, apparently he's not going to Bayern Munich. He's not going to the uh, Premier League. He's staying. Yeah. But not because he wants to. Marshall. Yeah, no, it's brutal. So we got the news, I think it was yesterday, that Messi's staying. And essentially, he basically said, and I know you can, he had a series of quotes in an interview, where he basically said, and, and is that, everyone knows, Barcelona, I mean, they're, they're plugging holes. They got old dudes, and they're not really fixing it. They're, they're, they're trying to win off of, like, the namesake of guys from past years who just clearly don't have it anymore, like Gerard Piquet, some of these guys. Yep. Um, and 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 they're so basically they're forcing Messi to stay with a seven hundred million dollar yeah you heard that right seven hundred million dollar release clause that he's got to pay or another club's got to pay if he wants to leave on a free because Barcelona ain't selling him so and he doesn't want to go to court over this obviously I mean and it, I, it really feels bad like I'm not a Messi guy I'm not a Ronaldo guy I don't really have much stake I just like watching them both but like Ronaldo he wanted to leave and Real Madrid said hey you want us a ton of trophies you know. We're gonna. We obviously want you to stay, but if you got one other ventures, you want other ventures. Go do whatever you got to do, and we're gonna do what we got to do to be continue to compete. Barcelona saying, "Please, Messi, don't leave." Actually, just kidding. We're gonna sue you if you try and leave. Uh, and it, it's it's like it's like if LeBron after he got swept by the Warriors, everyone's like, "Look." You got us our championship. You didn't even have to come back. You were a warrior for us. You gave us everything you had, and you know, we stink now. You're not going to win anything. Go to the Los Imagine Angeles. Imagine the NBA if this is like how it Kevin Durant, you're going to leave us? Fine. We're going to sue you. Yeah, exactly. And Messi, because Messi's whole thing is like, look, I love Barcelona. I want to leave because we're not winning, but I'm not going to go to court against right. the team that I love. And, and the Cavs, are, and the Barcelona or the Cavs with LeBron, they'd be like, we're going to sue you. You're going to take you to court. I mean, it's just a bad look for everyone. And the worst part of it is, look, I mean, you saw Messi, like, had some magic to get him to the quarterfinals. Uh... I believe quarter of the semi. Yeah, it was quarterfinals uh, against Bayern Munich, and they got destroyed. They got absolutely murdered. It was not even remotely close. I mean, Bayern Munich had an own goal in the seventh minute, and you look at their reactions. They just laughed it off. A little fist bump. All right, let's go seven. Score seven more goals and embarrass this team on the public stage. You know, so Messi's goat case is going to take a huge hit now that he can't leave. It's horrible. Feel bad for him, but. And unlike Ronaldo, where they're like, hey, you want us some trophies? He doesn't really have them. He hasn't won anything over there. Well, he won back in the day. As of recent, they haven't, they haven't won a ton. I mean, he, he, Carlos Pulo, Xavi um, Iniesta. I mean, those guys Those guys were like, they had a really good team, and then they kind of lost it. Everyone got old and left. They're like, oh, Messi can still score us a couple goals. And he can, but, you know, this they're not going to win anything. They're not going to win anything. That's tough. That is brutal. That's tough. That's all we got for you on this edition of the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your week.